I'll add it to the list. I'll add it to the <laughs> <laughs> That was a refreshing track. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Refreshing as hell. Some would say refreshing like a zoo. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> what was, right, what so was that? It's going to be a long night. No, don't make it long. <laughs> no. All right. So um, this episode of I'll add it to the list. We are um, we're going over. One day as a lion, Wild International. One this was day. your pick. Yeah, I'm Tyler. That's Brian, and we're here with Cynthia. Heyo. Also. And or, Bean and Fee. And Bean and Fee. Um, so uh, Wild International was my pick. Um, uh, I don't know. This is really good. It's really good. If you, um, <laughs> if you uh, were a fan of at least a, a portion of the lyrical content of Rage Against the Machine then Wild International um, slash One Day's a Lion is probably for you. Um, had you ever heard of this? I have. I actually, um, I think this had came out around my MySpace days. So I remember... Oh, was this a MySpace song for you? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Are you serious? No, no, no. This wasn't one of my MySpace songs. But um, I did remember, uh, I guess when it came out, MySpace had like the certain amount of things that you could have like songs on your profile as a music profile. Okay. So I remember when this first kind of came out, um, it was like just kind of one song at a time would pop up and then they said something about an EP and yep. it was kind of like a one and you're done. And so you added that to your MySpace profile. I did not. I think I still. Oh, I was like, was that what you played when somebody visited no, your No, I probably had either like page? a Remembering Never song or a Scarlet song on it. Um, or fear before the march of the flames. I don't know any of those. No. Yeah, I don't get that either. Okay, um, good. <laughs> yeah, I was under the water or something. Um, so, uh, so John John Theodore, right? Yep. Yeah. Who was that? The well, drummer. I've, oh yeah. I've got a little background on the project and album and or the EP and everything like that. So yeah. if anybody's not really familiar, let's dive on in. <clears throat> do, 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 do. So One Day as a Lion is uh, basically a project between Zach from Rage Against the Machine and John Theodore from the Mars Volta and the current drummer of Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah. Yeah, he's a monster. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, but basically, Zach uh, did, does keys and vocals and John Fender does... Rhodes. Yeah. Dirty, dirty old Fender Ooh, Rhodes. Yeah. It's awesome. Well, it kind of is very reminiscent to Morello's guitar. Yeah, except kind of more consistent. Yeah. Just there's so like one that, level. It sounds MIDI. He played that on the, that like cool bass line was on the roads. Yeah. Oh, man. It makes me <laughs> like it less now. Well, it, 
it was dirt like he he had distortion on it like he had um because it sounded so cool and it actually sounded a little percussive like you could hear him plucking the string i also had a boyfriend that ignored me a lot and would go play his Rhodes keyboard like he loved that thing more than me which is a moot point now because i'm with somebody different but yeah i just yeah. i hear Rhodes. i'm like Arr. okay so you you don't like the fender Rhodes because of a previous boyfriend right it's nothing against the sound. I actually liked that bass line. Yeah. Tyler. Yeah, it's a lo- there's my- <laughs> a lot of funk there. Yeah. I think it's a little overdone, but um, but speaking of the keys, though, the um, so Zach did the keys on the album, but when they actually played, they played actually a bunch of shows, and they actually had, uh, what's his name? Dave. Steve. Curly. No. John. Joey, uh, Joey Karam from close. The Locust. Play keys. So that's pretty cool. Joey Joey Locust. Yeah, Joey Locust. <laughs> so my keyboard player, Joey Locust. But the um this was on it was on the self titled EP that it came out July sixteenth, two thousand eight. Wow. And this was the first single off of that EP that came out on Anti Records, which I believe the Locust start on Anti. I think one of the records was on that. So you're the only one here that cares yeah, about that. I probably am. Yep. But, even yeah. when we listen back, you are. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good though. Somebody it's should care. Good data. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, tongue dipped in funk arsenic. <laughs> is that the is, description of the that, song? Well, no, that's one of the the lyrics in the in the song. Mm. Tongue dipped in in funk arsenic. Jesus. Right. <laughs> he, that's he's spitting. He's spitting. I didn't. I didn't tongue, care to listen tongue, to lyrics, yeah. but I'm like, this, I don't understand any of this. So it's all right. It's well, very it's, rhymey. It, yeah, it's with any Rage Against the Machine song. Is you know the guitar riff before you know the vocal, right. uh, All the lyrics to it, right? That's my favorite Rage Against the Machine song. <laughs> they say that in war, that truth be the first casualty. That's the first line of the song. Oh, I was like, are these more fun facts from Tyler? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but uh, very, very good lyrically. Mm-hmm. He's um, he's very talented, very, uh, very harsh. It's so this is like one of my fight songs, you know. So like, if I'm talking myself into exercising or we're um, not supposed to talk about fight song. The first rule <laughs> of fight song is you don't talk about fight song nope. in front of Zach. <laughs> He's kind of a skinny, like a, a like. I mean, he's like average height, but he's a very skinny guy. I don't know if I would like. He's got big hair. Uh, if you're true. skinny, that did. means you're like quicker. Like, yeah, so he you could have dodge. some really quick fists. Dodge, dodge. Well, he's got I lots of you. anger, and I feel like anger does a lot for you in combat. I don't think I've ever seen him smile. Yeah, yeah, it's because his brain works. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's depressing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, like basically, when I looked through the YouTube co- comments for the song, it was just basically everybody saying, oh, this is awesome. And then there were a couple of them that were like, yo, Zach, chill out, bro. <laughs> 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 and, and that was the extent of the YouTube comments for them. But uh, <laughs> This must be people like not familiar with Rage Against the Machine. Cause, yeah, I mean, or, I, mean I, I think... A lot of people are very... Uh, Hold on, they're a political band? <laughs> what do you think he's even talking about? I don't know, but he's angry, bro. It was it like a couple <laughs> years ago when everybody got in a... It was like all the fucking like, uh, like super hardcore right-wing extremists were like, oh, they're like against politics or something. And it's like, <laughs> did you guys just fucking wake up? Like, I'm not listening to them anymore because... 
It's like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. Uh, social awakening in the music yeah. scene. Um, well, that and also... I didn't uh, know they were against war. Uh, I mean, also, one of the things that happened is that um, uh, all the artists started virtue signaling constantly about what they think and feel in a way that was more important than their music. Whereas at one point, musicians were creating art. I mean, maybe the intent was to just create something that you were expressing yourself and maybe somebody else could identify with it. And then it became a commercial thing where they're like, I have a platform. I need to be saying what I, you know, what makes me look good. Ultimately, hashtag um, uh, Veritas Records. (laughs) You know who I'm talking about? Nope. Tom Morello. Oh. Tom Morello starts Veritas Records, which which means truth. Ah. And then he's reading communist propaganda to his five-year-old. Great. on the radio Yikes. it's great Yikes! yeah so you know it goes both ways it goes all over the place but uh well it's the truth <laughs> it's communist. trust me i'm truth studio <laughs> and i'm studio one um but yeah so this is basically this is a song that i will always have somewhere at hand for when i need to exercise mm-hmm. yeah and i feel like if people don't know who this is or what this is and they might be interested in I don't know uh, whatever you know whatever happened to to Zach after Rage, um, you know this is a good. I would probably say there's thing. a lot of Rage Against the Machine fans out there that don't know that he went and did another project. Precisely who I'm speaking to right now. C. Let's say that that person's name is Cecil. Cecil, listen to me, bro. Uh, one day as a lion. Check it out. Yep. One day. One, one day. day. <laughs> Very one, different song. One day is Simba. <laughs> <laughs> so Cynthia, what did you what did you think about the song? <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna chuckle hard at that later too. Um, badass bass line, loved that. Uh, there was no bass line. The Rhodes line, great drums, dude. Man, really... your Rhodes line tonight was fucking awesome. Shut the hell up. <laughs> That road solo, yeah, it, I really it, like that. It's it badass. is really good, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really good. Uh, vocals were a little one-dimensional, and the song just felt kind of like you got to a certain point and you just kind of stayed there. You didn't like amp it up, or it was mixed all in the same spot. Yeah, yeah. The roads didn't change in any kind of dynamic through the whole. Well, nothing song. really changed. Yep. Yeah, it's just Zach being angry. And dropping truth. <laughs> yeah. Tongue dipped in funk arsenic. Yummy. Yeah. I have a Twizzler in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Cynthia would talk more. I did too. Um, yeah, no, I didn't have too much. I didn't really have anything negative. So it just had it a just good felt, groove. And... Yeah, it was really, like, I, I don't know if I'll, like, seek it out again, but... You're not really right. an angry an angry music no. listener anyway. Right. I, so I the lyrical my content, right. So right. The, like the lyrical content is really, um, supposed to be very in your face and very, um, it's, it's aggressive and rhymey and it's, right. it's about thinking. Right. And I have if a you're long... not, if you're not into the music for that, that thing, right. then, and that flow, that's yeah. kind of the part of the, that's the point of the music. 
So I mean, I think it'd I be fun a, in like a fight scene in a movie. I think I'd enjoy it and be like, oh yeah, that one fucking Or if it song. was like in an axe commercial. Yeah. <laughs> Are you making fun of because that's what my song was from? <laughs> maybe, yeah, that's maybe. It, wasn't an axe commercial? <laughs> yeah, it was. So we'll get I, to that later. <laughs> I don't know if you want to, Zach actually did, uh, I guess he had said what the song kind of was about. Oh yeah, long do that. Thing. Do you want to do that? Sure. Let me do that. So... Zach was asked about the song, and he basically said that the song is a response to the way that the uh, that we saw the U.S. government try to reframe the conflicts of the world, particularly with the Soviet Union when it had collapsed. There was no way to subject the country to the kind of fear needed to justify what I consider to be an ill distribution of wealth. Uh, after 9-11, you could see that the reframing taking place. The specter of communism no longer haunted the U.S., justifying its actions in Latin America all over the world. What filled that void would be Al-Qaeda and the Muslim world in general. Um, and then the song and itself... And then it comes full circle, <laughs> right? The song itself is an abstract way of addressing the way that the political right has distracted people from the huge rush of wealth from the bottom to the top. Um, so I guess that's basically where it's at. Where it's at. <laughs> Two turntables, yeah. Okay. Okay, good. All right. Anything else? We, um, we good on this? No, I feel good. Yeah. Brian, do you feel good? Yeah, I liked it. Rate I, it. Rate it? Rate, rate me. Rate me. <laughs> rate me. <laughs> Aren't you going to rate me? <laughs> zero. 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 <laughs> I am the golden god. Sorry, we're slipping into always sunny territory here. <laughs> that, com- that compressor's it gonna be working hardcore. It's been a rough weekend. <laughs> so I, uh, I gave it a seventy-nine. Um, it's not my favorite. We're thing one to- out of ten now. Seven oh, point nine. Seven point nine. Oh, I totally fucking point. forgot. <laughs> What'd you give it, Tyler? Um, this is a solid. Uh, it depends on the day, but let's say eight point nine. Okay, I gave it a five. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yep. This higher rated song. <laughs> <laughs> well, looking at compared to what we're going to be doing next week. I gave it a 3.9. It's a higher rated song. <laughs> hey, five is all right. Is it though? It's not. I hated it. Okay, good. <laughs> so what did uh, what did you pick for next week, Tyler? Um, what I picked for next week is uh, Dishwalla. No. <laughs> and what song did you pick? Counting Blue Cars. I think they only have one. Counting Blue Cars. No. <laughs> 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 because I, I mean, I realized that um, there's, there's, this, <laughs> there's this thing that happens that's, um, uh, we all have a, a unique lens to view music through. And uh, I was more in the 90s than you guys were. So I have to represent that. Okay. Oh, this came out. Mm-hmm. That song came out in the '90s. Sure did. Yep. <laughs> well. <laughs> in a couple of weeks, I got a I got a '90s song that's uh that's gonna be coming up. So. All right. I guess we're gonna be listening to some contemporary Christian later. Hell yeah! 90s. Can't wait. All right. Uh, this has been. Uh, I'll add it to the list. I'm Tyler. I'm Cynthia. And I'm Brian. Bye bye. Bye. Take it sleazy. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>